everyone. Thank you for tuning into Bible study. I hope that you're having a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico, and I'm excited for this word today. This one is called Angel's Charge, and there is a scripture, Psalm 91, where we read that God gives his angels charge over us that we wouldn't even hit our foot against a stone, that he keeps us, he delivers us from the enemy. And we can trust in him. We can lean upon him. We know that we serve a living God when we have made him our secret place. That is our rock, our shield, our salvation. We know who we are and whose we are. Hallelujah. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Yahweh, we just thank you for this word today. We thank Thank you for how you reveal yourself through your words and throughout the scriptures. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We pray that you would just awaken this word in the hearts of those who are listening, that you would open our eyes to see and receive what it is that you're speaking. We thank you for your righteousness, your goodness. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that has been poured out upon us and that you have seated us in heavenly places that we do not have to be afraid. We trust in you, in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen and amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in today. And I am excited about this word because there is just new revelation that comes when we read the word and the Holy Spirit just makes something pop, highlights something that we may have not ever seen. And I'm just thankful for the way that he highlights, the way that he speaks. In the book of Acts, we read about Jesus and his disciples disciples witnessed his death. They witnessed his resurrection. They witnessed him then ascend into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. And that's what we're going to look at in Acts chapter 8 verse 11. It is right before Yeshua ascends into heaven and he tells his disciples this word. He says, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me both in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. And after he said these things, he was caught up as they looked on and a cloud took him up out of their sight while they were looking intently into the sky as he was going. Two men in white clothing suddenly stood beside them who said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? The same Jesus, Yeshua, who has been taken up from you into heaven will reign in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. So not only are they watching Yeshua ascending into heaven, then there's two angels, two messengers that come to bring this message. Men of Galilee, look, Jesus, the way that he's going is the same way that you're going to see him return. And what a powerful picture. And that's just showing us about the messengers, the angels that God gives to give understanding, to give clarity, to give protection. And those are the same angels that we have access to on our walk, that he gives us angels, that he sends messengers to clarify that there is so much that we have access to because of what Yeshua has done. And that's something that I did not notice before specifically was that there were two messengers sent at that moment of revelation in that moment of encounter to expand on their understanding that Yeshua was going, but he was also returning. 
Not only that, but we know that he went to sit at the right hand of the Father, that he is seated in heavenly places, and we too are seated with him. It says that he seats us with him in heavenly places, that we can operate from that understanding, that identity of who we are and whose we are in him. We go on to see the fulfillment of this scripture where Jesus had breathed upon the disciples at that time before his ascending, and then he told them to tarry in Jerusalem. And this is after they tarried in Jerusalem. They were in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit fell in great power upon them. And then he was fulfilling his word that he made before he ascended that they would be endued with power of the Holy Spirit from on high and become messengers of his resurrection life, messengers of who he was. And that's what we read about in Acts chapter 2, 32 through 47. It says, this Jesus God has raised up of which we are all witnesses. This is Peter speaking, empowered by the Holy Spirit after the Holy Spirit has come upon him. And he is speaking to those who witness this interesting thing, the fire of the Spirit of God, the tongues that were coming out of the disciples, and he begins to preach with boldness and courage because he's been endued with the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit from on high. And he says, this Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, and this is him quoting Psalms, he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Glory to God. He is quoting David here. He is quoting a psalm here. And he's saying David wasn't the one that ascended into heavens, but this is the son of David. Yeshua has ascended into the right hand of the Father, and he has made our enemies his footstool. Glory to his holy name. And I just want to stop and pause right there just to ponder that and speak that into your life today. And just say, Father God, thank you for what your son has done. He has taken the keys of life and death. He has conquered the grave. He has resurrected to life and he has made our enemies his footstool. That means that our enemies have been defeated. That means that he has given us victory. And when we remember who we are, in him and whose we are and what he has done. We can rejoice that he has made our enemies his footstool. We do not have to be overcome, caught up, afraid of the enemy and his tactics, but we can operate from that place of understanding of who we are and whose we are, trusting in him. He gives his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. He protects us. He deals with our enemies. We love our enemies. We bless and do not curse those who come against us, spitefully use us, persecute us. But we know that God will bring justice to darkness. He already has through his son. The enemy 
enemy is a defeated foe, and I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about the things that we war against. We know that we are not warring with flesh and blood. We know that he has made our enemies his footstool, that he is the righteous one, that he is the righteous judge, that he brings vindication and justice into all situations. Therefore, we love our enemies. We love people who might come against us. We love even those who are wicked, even as Jesus prayed for his enemies. Father, do not hold this against them. Bless them and do not curse. But we know that we can bind wickedness, bind darkness, bind the evil from that place of authority. We can declare the enemy's tactics and work null and void because the enemy is under our feet. And I'm talking about spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm talking about the enemy of our souls. I'm talking about the darkness that has been defeated by the blood of Jesus. Going on, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And notice, these are the people that persecuted Jesus, that crucified him, and they're being offered this salvation, redemption, hallelujah, message of salvation by the Holy Spirit that has been poured out upon the disciples. Now they're being able to bring this message as witnesses of what has just happened, of his resurrection life, of his truth of who he truly is. How beautiful. So they're cut to the heart. And they say to the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children and to who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation than those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers then fear came upon every soul as many wonders and signs were done through the apostles now all who believed were together and had all things in common so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved and I believe that we are witnessing this on the earth I have seen it I have seen this taking place as we have gone on missions across the nation the outpouring of the Holy Spirit the church coming together in unity and power in signs and wonders there is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this hour of his children waking up to their identity in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And there are those who were enemies and they are coming into the kingdom. There are those who have persecuted before, but they're seeing the reality of the kingdom and they're drawn. And he is drawing his people in this hour. He is drawing those souls to be saved, healed, delivered, set free. He is calling his church to unity, to breaking bread, to the simplicity of the gospel, and to 
coming together house to house. Hallelujah. That's what we've seen as we've gone on travels. We have gone from house to church to backyards, to front yards, to parks, to mountains, to rivers, where the body is assembling and people are getting saved, healed, delivered, made whole and safe. They are praying, they are meeting, they are hungry, and it comes through the Holy Spirit and it comes through a relationship with the Most High God and it comes through the love that the Father has poured out that compels us to be messengers of His kingdom, that compels us. Daniel chapter 12, 3 through 5 says, Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. This is prophecy that comes from Daniel chapter 12, and it's talking about those who turn many to righteousness. Righteousness is Jesus, Yeshua. He is the only one that was perfectly righteous in all his ways. And as we turn people to him and to his gospel and to his salvation, we shine in a dark world where there is despair, where there is loneliness, sickness. There is one who is righteous. There is one who brings salvation. And as we declare his kingdom through his Holy Spirit. We shine in the light of his glory, in the light of his love, in the light of his kingdom. It says, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. Then Daniel looked and there stood two others, one on this riverbank and the other on that riverbank. Notice Daniel is having this vision of what's to come. And he's so taken back by this vision. And God sends angels to speak to him, to declare to him, to awaken and encourage him as he is having these visions. And there again we see two others that were there on this riverbank and on that other riverbank and that again just awakened to me as I'm reading about Daniel and these end time prophecies and what he is describing as we even know that that is taking place right now. We are living in a time where knowledge is increasing. We have access to the knowledge age. We have at the tip of our fingers knowledge databases. So much information and yet that knowledge that truly makes us shine is the revelation of the Spirit of God, the revelation of Jesus, Yeshua, that comes through His Holy Spirit. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. And here's Daniel, and he's sealing up the vision for the time and the time to come. And I believe we are living these scriptures out right now in these end times. We are seeing these fulfilled. But what I loved about seeing this scripture, what popped out to me was the two angels that were there given charge over Daniel, given charge over the apostles, those heavenly messenger hosts. And we read about them in Psalm 91, and this is the Passion Translation. It says, when we live our lives in the shadow of the Most High God, our secret hiding place from that place of intimacy and secret place with our God, we will be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends his angels with special orders, special charges to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you would walk into a trap, they will be there and keep you from stumbling no matter what the enemy tries to do or how hard he comes against 
We know who wins. We know who works all things for good for those who are called according to his purposes. We know that we have made our secret place the most high God. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. When we know who we are and whose we are, and when the enemy comes to raise a standard up against us, we recall who we are. We recall our identity and that we are seated in heavenly places. The enemy is under our feet because of what Yeshua has done and he has conquered the grave. And this is what the Lord spoke to me because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name. I will greatly protect you. Thank you, Father God. I pray that we would just have a deeper revelation of your love and love you according to that revelation of your love. I thank you that you protect us. Psalm 91 is a promise of your protection of those who make you their hiding place, their secret place, that place of running to you no matter what's going on or trials surrounding, that we can draw near. Hallelujah. We just finished doing a fast and spending some time drawing near and there's such peace and there's such breakthrough when we seek our God, when we know the enemy is trying to come to rob destiny, still kill, destroy, we know that God has brought us victory through his son, our savior. It increases our faith. It increases our hope. It increases our revelation of who he is and how we need him always in all things. Matthew 26, 64. When Jesus' enemies were coming against him and he was going to lay down his life as a sacrifice for all, he was being interrogated and falsely accused and persecuted and beaten and spit on by his accusers. And they were asking him who he was. And he said unto him, It is as you said, nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. And that is found in Matthew 26, 64. Let us not forget what Jesus said when the enemy seemed to be prevailing in his life and coming against him. He spoke the truth and he spoke the victory and he said, I will be seated at the right hand of the Father and coming on the clouds of heaven. He did not stay in that place. He did not stay in the grave. He did not stay in defeat. He did not stay with the enemies having victory. He has victory. We have victory no matter what we're going through. We have victory in the one who loves us, who gave us life, who resurrected to life. And the same Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. And we have resurrection life in him who has loved us. And he gives his messengers, his angels to protect us that we do not have to fear. He has made our enemies our footstool. Hallelujah. Therefore, we do not fear. We, like Jesus, we bless and do not curse our enemies. We bless because the redemptive power and love of the Spirit of God compels us that they would encounter the salvation of the living God and come in to the kingdom. Hallelujah. I just praise you, Father. I thank you for this word today. I thank you for your revelation. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you have seated us in heavenly places, that you have taken the keys of life and death, that we do not have to fear the enemy because you have made the enemy our footstool. We praise you and magnify you and bless you, God. I pray everybody hearing and listening to this word would be encouraged today, remembering who we are, 
whose we are and who has conquered the grave and sits at the right hand of the Father and is coming in great glory. And I thank you, Father, because it is the revelation of who you are, what you've done, and that you resurrected to life and conquered the grave. And that is the revelation that we have. And that is the testimony that we declare to the ends of the earth through the power of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And we just give you praise, Father. We give you glory and magnify and bless your holy name. In Yeshua's mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. I pray this word has encouraged you today. I pray this word has blessed you. I pray that you have a very beautiful and blessed week. And we will see you next time. Shalom.